the bigger the little spiky. Oh, I'm losing my headphones. I'm losing my headphones. Oh, no, there they go. There they go. There they go. So what happens with a big fluffy top knot like that? <laughs> There's just no my, headphone support. My top knot. <laughs> Your top knot. <laughs> Even your top knots look super cute and put together. Amy, may I just say that my everlasting, like if a genie came and said three wishes, my first one would be like COVID, you know. Mm, get that shit gone. My, se- my second one would probably be like money. And then my third one would be, could I please have a messy bun that I can reliably do that is an appropriate level of messy (laughs) because I just struggle all the time. And honestly, you just can't see it that well. It's a little dark in here. Yeah. But like, I just, every day, it's like when I'm trying to do a messy bun, I'll do it. And then sometimes it looks like a, I'm like, I can't make my hair look neat, but then it's like a perfect ballet chignon. And I'm like, I'm trying to do a messy bun. Why are you being so not messy? And then sometimes I'm like, oh, I'm Helena Bonham Carter in the Harry Potter movies. Like, <laughs> I look like I just haven't showered in five years. I'm like, you know, I am so jealous of uh, of ladies that naturally hit the messy, but it's because I'm cute. Mm. Uh, it's just mm. not a tone I've ever effectively uh, hit. So. Samesies. Same Z's. It either looks like a perfect ballet bun, mm-hmm. super tight, because I, I end up doing hairspray. I want a messy bun, but I have curly hair. And so when mm-hmm. I put it up in like a top knot, a bunch of curls like spring and pop out. So then I mm-hmm. stick bobby pins in them to put, pin them down because it doesn't look yep. cute. It looks like I look like a clown. And so mm-hmm. then on top of that, I was like, well, let me use some hairspray. And then one thing leads to another. And it looks yeah. like I'm about to be in the nutcracker. The and minute you yeah. introduce product, you have oh. failed at messy bun. You're oh, succeeding yeah. at beautiful nutcracker, Shinyan, <laughs> but... If only Ooh, the rest of me looked like a nutcracker ballerina and could move I like mean, one. What, what can world. I say, Amy? It's it's hard out here for a pimp. Uh, <laughs> we're doing our best. Um. <laughs> it's hard out here for girls with perfect hair that just doesn't want to get messy. I just, I try to look gross, but I just can't. I just look too much like a professional ballerina. <laughs> it like, was funny. I put lipstick on today and like I, I put lipstick on specifically just to come do this podcast. And I put oh. lipstick on and was like, I mean, wh- I should just always put lipstick. I look, I feel a thousand percent better. I Nothing about any of the rest of my face is fine. But I put lipstick on and I'm just like, oh, hi. Oh, ho. If there's, you've taught me many things in life. I know. But one of the biggest takeaways is like, just put on lipstick and it does not matter what the rest of you is doing it, or looking like. It doesn't matter. Yeah. I, it, this is, and this, this is life too. You have to learn the lessons over and over again again and teaching is a good way to learn you are correct you know you are correct tammy well it's already heavy that is just one of the many very heavy lessons that you are going to learn here (laughs) on this comedic paranormal podcast called bitches and booze it's a paranormal podcast with a shot of liquid courage yeah my shot of liquid courage today is it's not too courageous tammy I have you're, a, you're fine. I have a migraine. And so yeah, I'm just I'm drinking sorry. an oat milk latte that I made in my Nespresso machine beca- out of a Santa mug. He's ice skating. Oh, it's so festive. I know. It's so cute. Look at that. It's adorable. Thank you. It's cheering me up a little bit. And after we're done with this, I'm going to soak in a nice Epsom salt bath and hope that, hope that my body decides to release this, this tension. But, I did that last night, but not because of a migraine, just because I fucking felt like it. And I, it was cold, and I was like, I want to get in warm water. So mm, <laughs> The best. I love yeah. baths. Love uh-huh, them. Uh-huh. What are you um, imbibing in today? 
Well, importantly, it's in my uh, koozie that says it's not drinking alone if the cat is at home. <laughs> I love that. And it's so cute. Yeah. It has a bunch of little cats all over it. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. <laughs> well, uh, this week we are continuing our series, 50 States, States. of Ghosts. Yeah, yeah. States and, of Ghosts. Uh, I pulled, as you may have seen on the Instagram, uh, I pulled uh, Maine. Woohoo! Good old Maine. And Good we old. both immediately were like, have we already done Maine? It seems like we've already done Maine. Why did, did we, we think Maine? we already did it? We must have done something I in Maine. Know. I feel like we've both done things in Maine. We must uh, have. Yeah. So that that could have been it. But but I, I checked. We have not actually done it. Good. And, um, so... Uh, we picked Maine and my, uh, my research is very, very, very old. It's old, old, old timey. And, uh, whenever I think of old timey shit, especially old timey, uh, like new America shit, I think of cider. Cause you know, it just feels like cider, right? Yes. Yeah. So I got a good, uh, kind kind of local-ish state local and Austin East cider. Uh, is the brand and uh, it's I got a cranberry cider because it's not drinking alone if the cat is at home but I do live alone so if I buy a six pack of something it means I'm drinking all six so I needed to go a a little Christmas themed Ah. so that I could justify right so cranberry cider is gonna gonna get me through some some Christmas movies I love it. uh, I'm thrilled. I'm just thrilled. Oh my gosh. I love this so much. Yes. And you know, Maine, they produce one of my favorite beers. Um, Their brewery, um, Allagash. Allagash. (gasps) Allagash is from Maine? It's from Portland, Maine. Motherfucker. I could have had Allagash. Ah! <laughs> the best is a Allagash Curio because they yeah. they age it in empty like Jim Bean barrels and that shit yeah. will fuck you up. Yeah, it is like uh, they give it to you in a tiny glass. You're like, Meow, and then you're like, <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> I drank like two and a half one time and threw up. I was like, this Whoa, shit fucked me up a lot. You know what that reminds me of, Amy? Mm, first of all, let's just take a moment and remember when we could go to bars. Remember uh, bars? Bars. Uh, Hi, bars. Okay, remember remember Stout? Yes, I'd what remember is- Stout. Uh, the uh, best. Went, yeah. Fucking burgers. And, and amazing sandwich. Oh, those French fries and the Chipotle ketchup. And oh, God. Oh, God. Yes. Oh, God. And we went there one time. We had... We had um, uh, done our first tech for our first two woman show. Yes. And it was very close to Second City. And uh, we had some struggles. We had some struggles with yeah. our tech. Yes, and we, we did. We needed to, to get uh, in, in, in it emotionally. So we decided to go have a drink uh, at Stout. Yep. And we sat down and we ordered, it was like a pumpkin ale because it was, it was That's, like September, right? Yes, it was or September. October. And uh, we ordered a pumpkin ale and we were like, let's just get some shit figured out between the two of us and we're going to handle this and it'll be fine. And our bartender kept coming by and going, oh no, there was a hole in the bottle of your glass and refilling our glasses for us. <laughs> Don't you so just I love how that happens when we're together? I, we we solved it. Didn't we, we solve it? Yes. I don't remember how, but. I don't remember <laughs> how, but the important thing is we got free booze and we uh, solved it, Tammy. There is something about the two of us together. I think, I think we're, we, we've got a good vibe. We, we vibe off of each other. Yeah. And I think that we're both like, we're similar and yet different enough Mm -hmm. to where I feel like you and I cover the spectrum so Mm -hmm. like Mm -hmm. between the two of us we've got a good Venn diagram of like dudes who want to buy us drinks (laughs) so like (laughs) ah, (laughs) oh I can't wait to go game them again Amy oh uh... me too Tammy what I would give right now to do live theater performances with you and drink at bars oh my god I know I miss I miss, I miss, I miss. I was just saying this the other day. I miss, and I didn't think I would be this way until I got divorced and was kind of alone for the first time in my life. I always thought it would be like really sad to go places on your own. And I was like, I'll bring a book if I go somewhere. 
I fucking love sitting at a bar by myself and having a drink or, or having dinner and just having like a casual maybe chatting with some stranger that I'm never going to see again. No. I love that. Oh. I miss that so much. I, I never had the courage, single or not, I'm just like super scared and nervous. I think it's just like the introvert in me just of like, no, oh my sure. God, thinking of like talking to a stranger without you next to me or like if anyone mm-hmm. else talks like a stranger and you're with me I'm fine or if anyone's with, oh yeah by myself I'm like ah, I'm afraid of everybody well, I'm not saying I always am into it and I do tend to br- I would bring a book with me as an excuse if I wasn't into it mm-hmm. but just in general I found I was much more <sighs> and I think oh man it's getting so deep and then we should talk about ghosts mm-hmm. I feel like it was for me learning that I'm not obliged to anything you know like I am not required to be present for someone to be on for someone so like just because someone tries to start a conversation with me I am not in any way obligated to give them like the like emotional like they're they're not allowed into my sphere yeah so because I don't have to I'm not scared it's gonna happen Mm. you know what I mean like I'm not I used to walk around being like oh my god don't look at me oh my god don't talk at me oh my god like if I was like shopping and someone was like in front of a thing I wanted to look at I'd be like well I'll just do a lap you know because like I just I didn't want to yeah. And I totally. think it's once I learn I think it's that empath thing when you learn to shut that off and be like hey friend I'm giving you the safe part of me you know like I'm giving you the little bit of me that I'm happy to share but you're not invited into the rest of it made it so much more when I was like I dictate the terms of having a conversation. This is so I am from the south. I can't even like <laughs> explain to you. <laughs> like that not sharing every part of my life with a stranger feels rude to me right, is so right. a symptom of being a Southern woman. I can't even. <laughs> like, <laughs> it's a symptom of me being a born and bred New Yorker of like, what do you want from me? Trying to make conversation with me. Like, you know, right, like I don't right. know you, but mm-hmm. I do. I did enjoy like after my divorce, but before meeting Ithamar or before dating Ithamar, um, if I, you know, I dated for a short while just casually and just if I was meeting a date at a bar, I always got there first and would get a drink by myself just to like yep. loosen up a little bit. Yeah. And then I would just like sit at the bar by myself, make conversation with anybody, the person next to me, the bartender. Mm-hmm. And that is, I guess, the only time I did that because I knew just like you were just yep. saying, see, now this is like occurring to me. I knew that uh-huh. it was safe because I was having like a date yes. meet me in just a moment anyway. Yes. And I, but then I would enjoy it so much. I was disappointed when the date showed up. I'd be like, oh, I was having a good time. Now I have to be on, you know? Yeah. You know, I can't, I agree. I agree with you so much. I I think it is that like safety thing. And and I don't think we're raw. I don't think it's deficiency on our part. Like, obviously it's fucking dangerous sometimes too. Cause I also, I've had times I talked to somebody that I thought was very safe and it was not safe. Mm. And like, I'm not saying anything terrible, awful, awful happened, but situations where I was like, oh, that fucking sucks. I thought we were on the same page yeah. and we obviously we're not. And this yeah. could have gone really wrong if I were not, you know, fully present or whatever. Yes. yes. Um, so, you know, it's not our fault, but I, yeah, it, it, it's, it's just like traveling. I never thought I'd be brave enough to travel. And now that I've done it a little bit, I yeah. can't fucking wait to get back out i'm i'm planning so many solo trips like already just because i i want i'm gonna be ready to go (laughs) oh i'm so excited Uh, (laughs) yay i know i gotta renew my passport and get it like post pandemic ready uh, yeah it's taking great i I don't need to renew it i just need to change my legal name on it because i switched oh yeah yeah Yeah. so that would help uh I was going to say I plan so many solo trips, but Amy, if you want to go on a trip with me, I'll plan a trip with you. Oh, my God. We can pretend we're solo, but just like, oops, we ran into each other in Rome. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, my God. What are you Amy, doing? Are what? you in Rome? Oh, my gosh. Go I just. Sarah. I don't know. <laughs> weird. I just so happened to have a layover in Dallas and like we got on the same plane. <laughs> weird. So weird. Weird. I was straight up pricing. Uh, I, I'm going to Paris. I'm going to Paris the minute mm. things open up. Mm. Like I just, I have to. So I'm, I'm already like, I'm op- I've opened up a, 
a savings account <laughs> so Yay. I can start putting Paris money in there because oh my god, I gotta go, I gotta go. <laughs> I would love to go to Paris by myself. That would be really, really great. I it was lovely. That was uh, the the first time I went when I was in England, and then I went to Paris on my own. Mm. Uh, that was the first time I had traveled on my own really like that at all and it was terrifying the minute I was trying to do it and then once I got there I was like oh this is great this is fucking awesome I love it Mm. oh I was supposed to go to Rome or to Italy for my sister's wedding in July now she postponed it to May I'm not confident that's gonna still be able to happen but you know what I've now been taking Italian for 18 damn months. <laughs> so. yeah. Oh, my God. Well, then, shit, I'm, I am I want to go to Italy with you because I don't <laughs> speak Italian. So Come with me. I'll do my best. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I will do my best. I still have my tutor once a week on Zoom, and uh. all we do is speak Italian. But most of the time, I'm just saying, come si DJ, which is like, how do you say? <laughs> how do you say? Yeah. Yeah. See, I do speak Italian. So you know. I, I speak enough French. I, you know, I'm, that's so interesting you say that because I was just thinking, uh, cause I, I am trying to get my, one of my French trip goals is to have at least one Parisian speak back to me in French because <laughs> they always, they can tell and then they oh, switch they to know. English. They hate it. So I, I, I want to trick at least one person into speaking French with me. So I was like, I should get somebody to talk to because I I feel like I read it and write it well enough but I don't yeah. know if I don't think my accent is really there so mm, yeah so yeah tutor that's a good way to go yeah I can I can still read and write French pretty easily but mm-hmm. yeah a comp, uh, listening comprehension and speaking is still difficult yeah. because native speakers speak very fast and with yes, different regional do. accents. And then when I try to speak it, it's like, they're like, oh, we no, we speak English. I'm like, but mm. come on, let's just try no. for fun. Uh-huh. <laughs> no, you dumb American. <laughs> Get, <laughs> just tell me what you want. <laughs> but in uh, Italy, well, my teacher says in Italy, and I have been to Italy, but I didn't speak Italian then. She's like, mm-hmm. uh, young people, like younger people will be like, no, we speak English. But older people love it when you at least try. So I'm like, well, yeah. I am totally down for that. I appreciate that. I'm willing That's to learn. My, one of my big things I want to do this time is uh, the the big flea market that they have. Well, they have a bunch. I went to one small one last time I was there, but I want to go to the really big one uh, that they have. And so I, so it's a combination of I want to get my French good enough to be able to like haggle a little bit, but that means I have to get my numbers right because oh, shit. French French numbers are so fucking hard. Yeah, they're so hard. Like it's like the the word for eighty is four twenties. And you're like, and then it's like, then like in the nineties, you're saying like, like four twenties and 19 is yeah. 99. Like, fuck you. I can't do math in my head. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> like if you want to say like, I was born, the same with Italy, like Italian, like I was born in 1982. It's like, you have to Impossible. say 1,982. I'm like, no, can no. I just say <laughs> 19? Impossible. <laughs> It's really hard. Yeah. Okay. There you go. You will be able to haggle a price on yeah. something beautiful at the French uh, mm-hmm. flea market. And mm-hmm. it the price will be very low, not high. You will do it the right way. Mm-hmm. Uh, there we, you go. There's merci. your goal. Merci, Amy. <laughs> friend. Je vous en prie. <laughs> Uh, so anyway, um, speaking of French and Italian, Maine. Maine. Uh, <laughs> Uh, I went first last time. You want to go first? Sure, I'll go first and I'll make it okay. zippy since we were so chatty and I don't care oh, about it. We're so chatty. Um, okay, so um, Maine, I was like, Maine, Maine, Maine. Oh, Stephen King. And I was like, I don't have anything about oh. Stephen King in Maine, but doesn't he live there? Or yeah. all his stories are like based there? I feel like he lives yeah. there. Um, I'm saying yeah with such confidence in my voice and none on my face. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, yeah, totally. I think so. I lived mm-hmm. close to Maine once. I lived in New Hampshire when I was in a shit, shit, shit relationship. So I have a bad mm-hmm. view on New England. Not because of New England, because of where mm-hmm. I was at in life. Sorry, everyone. And I worked Amen. at a restaurant in Maine because it was like a 20 minute drive from where I lived. I know. Weird. We've had this conversation. We have. have we done New Hampshire. Is that why we know this? Oh, it's going to be real did. fucking funny if we like literally find out we accidentally already did Maine for some reason. But <laughs> Maybe we did do New Hampshire. 
We must have done some. Yeah, no, I think Something. we did New Hampshire once. Well, okay. But we didn't pull it out of a hat, though. It wasn't part of the 50 no. states of ghosts. We've drank since then. Who cares? Anyway. I, I, I didn't do the same ghost I've done before. So that's I all I definitely know. never did this one. <laughs> okay, because great. Have you ever heard of the footless ghost of Benton Falls, Tammy? Shut the fuck up. I have not. <laughs> <laughs> well, good. That means I can tell this story because we haven't done it before. <laughs> Wait, I'm thrilled. Please do go on. Girl, okay. So my sources are from the Press Herald, centralmain.com. They both have the same word, so I don't know who wrote the article first, but the writer from centralmain.com article is Matt Hungoltz-Hetlin. Um, and I ripped off okay. a bunch of his stuff, so I'm just going to definitely cite him. I don't know who wrote the Press Herald article, but... They definitely certainly shared words. So, um, okay, here we go. And so as not to totally copy Matt's words, I, I added some of my own flair to this. Okay. Mm, good for you. Picture it. A spring night in 1970. You're, you're, we're on a second floor bedroom in an old creaky house on Falls Road in Benton, Maine. And this okay. is where you find an 18-year-old boy by the name of Alan Linnell laying terrified in bed as he felt a presence sitting at his feet. And then Ruh-ruh. something cold touched his arm. Mm-hmm. Now, this experience was creepy but not uncommon to Alan Linnell, his seven siblings, his parents, and basically every visiting relative ever to that house. Um uh, they had lived there for 13 years, starting in 1964. Um, and like immediately like paranormal shit, just like non-stop. So, um, so the children, it was really the children that were always experiencing the paranormal shit as is like kind mm. of common, I feel. Yeah. Uh, but, but they were telling the parents and the parents were like, um, no. Um, so, uh, but then one day while renovating the dining room um, in August of 1970, the the parents, the Linnell parents, I don't know their first names, they Mama. found a shriveled and mummified human foot in the wall. They also found some other bones and cord cobs, Tammy. <laughs> She's dying. I killed her. I killed her. I full smoker cough on that one. So I would freak out and die just finding corn cobs in my wall. I'd be like, okay, I'm out. I don't like this switchy voodoo shit. What is this? No, a fucking mummified human foot, bones, and corn cobs. <laughs> it's just such a... It's such a eclectic mix. I'm like, well, the corn cobs, maybe there was like a squirrel, like a <gasps> mummified foot. What the fuck? I know. All in the dining room wall. The dining room wall. And why just a foot? And just, I just, I have 1.2 million questions. So <laughs> Let me see if I can answer some for yeah, you. Please go on. Oh, please boy. Do. Okay, so <laughs> this, as you can imagine, was such a bitch. <laughs> She's clutching her pearls. I'm like, oh, my stars. I am losing my religion here. Oh, my God. So the, the discovery was, like, so major um, that, uh, like, it was front page news throughout the state of Maine. And then it was even featured in the National Enquirer, like the tabloid. So yeah. that would, like, be enough for me to get the fuck out of there. Um, but then here's some other reported stuff that was happening in the house during, like, before and after the discovery of the human foot. Um, footsteps were heard traveling up and down the stairs. <laughs> just no, one. <laughs> just, just uh, hopping. <laughs> boop, boop. <laughs> Notes from a music box would play, even though there was no music box in the house. None, none of the children owned one. Um, the scent of carnations or cigars wafted through the rooms with no apparent source. A shadowy figure was seen at the top of the stairs. Um, a host of other experiences, including faint, unintelligible human voices, 
lights that went on and off, doors that opened and closed, and pictures that flew off the wall. And dozens of times, the little family dog would bark, apparently at, at an intruder that no one else could see. And then one time in January of 1967, there was a cousin named Joseph visiting the kids. He was only three years old. So I don't know. He just packed his little suitcase, took a train, and went to visit his family. So Um, long, Mom and Dad. Hey, guys. Can I crash here? My parents need a break. (laughs) I'm going to assume his family all went to visit. Um, (laughs) But uh, this little three-year-old Joseph was put down alone in a room for a nap. His sisters, oh, he has sisters there. His sisters were in the next room, and then they rushed in when they heard him screaming. And he was screaming, I don't like that man. I don't like that man. And so they were like, "Uh, what man? And he just said, I don't like that man in there. And then during that same visit, one of the sisters to this little baby boy, um, 12-year-old Mary, she walked into the room, uh... She walked into a room and she said she heard an exasperated sigh come from a wicker chair. (laughs) And then she said the chair groaned as if somebody was sitting in it. And then she heard footsteps as though an invisible presence got up and walked out of the room, sounding (laughs) like one foot was being dragged as it walked. Poor ghost was like, I came in here to meditate, and now somebody's here. <sighs> Fine. Guess I'll go. <laughs> How does I'd be one pissed do off too. All these fucking kids. Why is there so many kids in this house? Uh-huh. Um, and then speaking of feet, in 1969. <laughs> The children saw a bare footprint larger than that of anyone who lived in the house found in the dust beneath a trunk. So someone's got a foot fetish in this house for sure. (laughs) Some ghosty foot fetish shit. Um, Okay. So like Mr. Linnell, he was like, you know, the dad, the papa, the patriarch of the house. Um, He was like. Paterfamilias. He was like super skeptical about all this shit. Um you know, even though they found a fucking foot in the wall. Um, but then he had two experiences himself. Um, one in which he heard glass breaking when no one else was home and there was no broken glass anywhere. And then another time he was woken up by a rhythmic thumping coming from the second floor. I don't know. I mean, maybe one of the kids was... Uh, and this floor is uh, rhythmic thumping. <laughs> don't come running with your stumping. <laughs> <laughs> oh thank you thank you and I'm oh out. my god mic drop mic drop i would but it was expensive yes it, i know i'm like don't drop that and don't drop your drink either mm-hmm. um okay so back to the this foot being discovered um right. so when the foot yeah. was discovered in, in the dining room wall um uh, the state a state of maine pathologist named irving goodoff he sent it to a Boston lab for analysis, and according to that lab results, um, it indicated that it was amputated from a five-month-old child around the year 1900. Yes, uh, and that the uh, small bones, the other bones that were found in the wall belonged to some sort of animal. So they're like, okay, maybe squirrels or rats brought some corn cobs into the wall, uh-huh. got trapped and died. But what about that this? That was my fi- theory. Yeah, which you were right. What about this five-month-old's foot from 19-fucking-100? Um, okay. So some research was done. A doctor lived in the house during that time. During the 1900s. And they thought um, it was maybe common for people to preserve amputated limbs back then (laughs) so that they could later be buried with the bodies. Okay. So um, hear me out. Uh, (laughs) Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. One one of my favorite stories. Uh, When I was about to get married, (laughs) we were um, doing our invitations, right? Our wedding invitations. And, you know, sent them out, blah, blah, blah. So then we get married, we come back, we're getting ready to move. And I'm going to sell the couch, right? So I'm taking the uh, cushions off to clean it up. I take the cushions off and there's all these wedding invitations under there. What? I was like, what the, what the fuck? And I like.
like, pick them up. And I was like, bro, what the fuck is up with these wedding invitations? And he goes, oh, yeah. Um, well, I messed up on uh, writing the addresses, and I was worried you were going to be mad at me, so I just hid them under the cushions. What? And, and <laughs> so a couple of things. First of all, oh, my God. That gave me some insight as to how maybe I'm a little hard to live with, too. Uh <laughs> And he was so scared, he just put him under the cushions. But then also that he was so bad at things that he didn't think, oh, I'll go get rid of those later. He left them for like three months, (laughs) just under the cushions. So my my theory is, Mm -hmm. you're a doctor, you're doctoring, you fuck up the foot a little bit. Mm -hmm. Just -hmm. just chop it off, shove it in the wall. You just (laughs) chop it in the wall. You shove it in the wall. And then you just forget to go back and get it later, you know? I love it. I love it. It was like, Just whoops. a theory. Whoopsies. <laughs> Didn't mean to cut off a foot. I forgot. This uh-huh. was just your five-month checkup. Um, mm. Going to shove this right in behind uh-huh. and wallpaper this up, and, and we are uh-huh. good. We As are As part good. of your five-month checkup, I'm checking. Oh, seems like you only have one foot. That's totally fine and normal yep. you haven't age. started walking yet not, so not it's a great. problem yeah you're not, not gonna problem. miss this you've never walked on it before <laughs> you never will it's no problem no problem <laughs> well as you could imagine tammy this a bunch of psychics and shit were like let me at this mm-hmm. house um yep. i didn't realize this the house was built in 1767 so Fuck. during most of this haunted shit it was already 200 years old like ew oh my God. gross mm-hmm. yeah. so Um, One of the psychics uh, said that he concluded during a session that um, a woman had murdered her illegitimate child in the house and then hid its body in the walls. Why not? Why would we only find a foot? And then there was another, a church group who did a seance in 1977. Right, they God made seventies. <laughs> I was thinking the same thing. I'm like, what kind of church? Um, uh, they made contact with a spirit who had thrown a baby down the stairs uh, whilst very drunk. And yeah. when they called the spirit a drunkard, a candle would flicker. So <laughs> we'll leave that. I would have believed it more if the candle like flamed up yeah don't all candles flicker their breath like like oh how drunk are you like (laughs) (laughs) just shoot in like when when like flare bartenders just like breathe out fire Uh (laughs) on their alcohol Mm -hmm. oh god okay so we're gonna flash forward quickly now to present day to wrap this weird shit up um it's still occupied by somebody no, no one in the little family, but a woman named Marty lives there. She's from Salem, Massachusetts, and she's like, I'm totally cool with this shit. Everyone's houses in Salem are haunted, and like, I'm totally happy to have a ghost here. I'm a good Salem girl. Um, so Marty, uh, she moved into the house 13 years ago, so like early 2000s-ish, mm-hmm. and um, right away, she start, like on her very first day, started having experiences um, on the day she moved in, her cat was at the foot of the stairs, the same stairs that the little children heard footsteps um, in the 60s. Mm-hmm. And she said that she watched as her cat most certainly watched something coming down the stairs. And like Marty couldn't see it, but she's like, the cat was watching someone come down the stairs. Ooh. And then when this invisible presence got to the bottom of the stairs, the cat approached and turned you know when they arch their backs and their tails go up and they like rub against uh-huh. your but legs they go halloween kitty it yeah. went halloween kitty as if it wanted to be uh-huh. rubbed and marty said that that cat has since passed away but now she has four cats and of yeah, course like right we like marty <laughs> and one of them her the cat's name is lily she's an eight-year-old maine coon cat because Aww. we're cat people and we need to know these things um that cat does the same behavior three or four times each year, always at that staircase. So um, she also says like she definitely feels um, like a, a adult woman's presence in the home. Um, she feels it and others have felt it in the home. And she did a bunch of research on the house. Huh. And I'm like, go, Marty, go. I, she, really? Yeah. She like went into like these archives that are like, 
in the basement level of the, the town clerk's office that she, she accessed, she found out that the house was built in the 1700s by a sea captain who built it for his pregnant mistress. Yeah. And then it's not clear what happened. He never returned. He like left and never came back. So he could be dead, lost at sea. Or he was like, oh, yeah, we're going to have such a nice house life here. Bye. Later days. Um, I mean, at least he built the house. <laughs> he built the house. You know. I mean, hey. And it's he still standing. He could be left with a lot less. <laughs> Agreed. Agreed. So she thinks that like the female presence and that the cats are like way into might be the ghost of the mistress. Um, mm. or who knows, but maybe, she, maybe the child died. Maybe she killed the child. Who knows? Um, so yeah. So, uh, she's like, oh, she just said that it's like really, really like time consuming to access property records from the, before the 1800s, because it's all in books yeah. and you have to go through them line by line and that the books themselves are mixed in with thousands of outdated records in a vault beneath the town clerk office so mm -hmm. she said she'll continue to hunt for new information when the spring comes again i'll go down to the archive and dig around she said i know there's more there you go marty you go girl i mean i want to start a GoFundMe for her i you know? know seriously i support marty in this journey i mm -hmm. i love it so that was the footless ghost of uh <laughs> benton falls tammy <laughs> Uh, that just I think, really tuggled my fancy. I think that the, the the sea captain's mistress is definitely there, but she didn't lose a foot. So definitely the sound of like this foot, this person dragging a foot behind them, the large footprint in the dust, like, mm -hmm. and the foot in the wall. Like there's definitely more than one presence in this house for I sure. Mean, and who do we know who frequently has one foot? Fucking sea captains. Sea captains right? with their peg legs. <gasps> with the peg fucking legs. Oh my gird. <sighs> Amy, this is delightful because there's a lot of overlap in our stories. <gasps> no way. Oh, it I'm delighted. True. It is true. Uh, my research came from uh, New England Today. A blog called The Yankee Chef, which was delightful. <laughs> they like it. share um, uh, uh, recipes with a heavy dose of history. And then the website, trytoscareme.com, to which I say, it ain't that hard, buddy. <laughs> uh, and I am going to talk about Nellie Butler, a.k.a. America's first documented ghost. Oh my god! I know! I don't know I how that never came up in thrilled. any of my articles. This is so exciting. None of us. None of us. So I will say, when they say first documented ghost, it's because, and I, I, don't, I didn't get too deep into it, but it's because a guy went there and wrote a book. So okay. it's like written down. So gotcha. that's what it means by first documented ghost. Right. But man, okay. And there's <gasps> some shit. Oh shit. And I also just stole violently from trytoscareme.com because they tried to scare me. And so <laughs> I have taken bounty of their words. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> all right. It all began in Sullivan, Maine on a warm August evening in 1799. Whoa. Uh-huh. I know. Oh, shit. Uh, it was the home of Abner Blaisdell. Great name. Great name. Very. Okay. So... They were eating dinner, and then Abner starts to hear knocking from the basement. So he goes downstairs, and he doesn't see anything. So then the next day, the same thing happens, and he goes downstairs, and he doesn't see anything. But he and his family are still hearing this knocking. It's like the same time each day. So it happens for, like, uh, months. <laughs> and finally, one day in the winter, he goes downstairs and goes, What do you want? <laughs> I don't know why it took him that long, but... When he said, what do you want? Fucking ghost answered. What did they it want? Was the ghost of Nellie Butler. And she said, hi, I'm the ghost of Nellie Butler. I'm the dead wife of Captain George Butler. And I'm back. Dang. So, I would like to think that she said bitch after that. Like, I'm back, bitch. Bitch. Yeah. So <laughs> Abner 
shits his pants and runs upstairs and slams the door, right? As one should. But that does not stop Nellie Butler, bitch. Uh, she continues to speak to the family uh, on and off. They'll ask her questions and she'll just, she's like, yeah, I'm not doing anything. What do you want to know? I'll answer some <laughs> questions. So then finally, they reach out to David Hopper, who was Nellie's father. He lives a couple of miles north, right? So they're like, hey, buddy. So like maybe your dead daughter is in our basement. IDK. Do you want to investigate? So, Mr. Hopper, hold on. <laughs> my, my coffers laugh earlier just really fucked me up. Um, you probably inhaled a cat hair or something. I think I did. Um, so, Mr. Hopper was super skeptical. And he's like, mah, mah, mah. And it says he traveled five miles through the snow. <laughs> Which, like, okay, great. Uh, and he met up with Abner. Uh, so... He's there, and then Nellie starts talking again, right? And at that point, Mr. Hooper becomes a believer. Uh, quote, she gave such clear and irresistible tokens of her being the spirit of my own daughter as gave me no less satisfaction than admiration and delight. Oh, <laughs> Man, we don't talk like that anymore. We should. No, we should. Um, so her dad's like, oh, fuck, that's my dead daughter. So then he goes home. Uh, and then after that, Nellie appears visually for the first time. Uh, Abner's son, Paul is downstairs and she's like, poof, I'm a ghost. <laughs> uh, so, <laughs> so then, uh, <laughs> oh, so then, uh, he ran, he ran away. And then later that night, Nellie verbally scolds Paul for not speaking to her. When he saw her, she's like, I went out of my way. I became corporeal. I went to all this work. It was really hard. And you just fucking ran, Paul. I thought we had a thing, Paul. Uh, rude. Rude. Um, I did say that I stole this. I want to be clear that no one's writing is as stupid as what I'm saying. <laughs> okay, uh, Thank you. That'd be amazing. Okay. That would be amazing if you're like, no, I'm reading this verbatim. I'm right reading now. this verbatim. Every reporter okay. actually wrote. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so by February of 1800, Nellie's becoming famous in the surrounding towns, right? Uh, and people start coming in and crowding into the house to see her and hear her. Sound familiar? Mm -hmm. You know it. You just read my mind. And this was kind of before the Fox sisters. Way before. Yeah. I we, mean, they were like 1820s, right? Or like 1810s when it started. I yeah. should know this. Maybe 1830s <laughs> but I even. Mm, I feel like it. Yeah, 20s? I mean, I uh, have I feel like the book. When they were little. Yeah, when they were so. little, little. Yeah. yeah. This definitely is before that for sure. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. So um, a bunch of people go in. So we have a quote from a female witness who says uh, she was describing her appearance. It says, quote, at first, the apparition was a mere mass of light. Then it grew into a personal form about as tall as myself. And the glow from the apparition had a constant tremulous motion. At last, the personal form became shapeless, expanded every way and then vanished in a moment. So like a ball of light comes a lady, becomes a ball of light, goes away. Whoa. Um, so after one of these big gatherings where she appeared, uh, apparently Nellie was terrified and disappeared for four months. Aww. Uh, and not, she, I know, she didn't come back until May. But that was in front of 20 witnesses uh, that showed up in the cellar. She was like, I'm back. Um, and Abner says, uh, why did you choose this cellar for appearances instead of upstairs where more people can see you? He's like, lady, I'm like selling tickets. We've got limited capacity. Could we take this upstairs? I have better seating. Um, and Nellie says she appears in the cellar because she doesn't want to scare any children. Oh, Nellie. It's like really nice. That is so sweet and considerate. She's like, yo, I didn't ask you to invite all these people here. Mm -hmm. And now I'm going to scare mm -hmm. these kids. Yeah. Going back at the beginning, until you're, until Paul gives me a little bit of attention and love. Amen. Mm -hmm. No, I'm not doing yep. this. Well, uh, she's not going to do it. Very polite. I like, I'm, I'm liking her. Like yeah. So you might ask yourself, why? Why has Nellie Butler, the dead wife of Captain Butler, come back? 
well, I'd love to answer you. Why? And it gets, it gets dramatic. <gasps> okay. okay, I'm here. So Captain George Butler himself, Nellie's widower, was <laughs> dating Abner's daughter. Oh, Lydia. oh, shit. Okay. So Nellie had actually died in childbirth, and the child also died. Um, so, so they both died. And even though the death was deemed natural, there were several who suspected mm. that George had actually murdered his wife and child. They took his ass to trial, and he was found innocent. But Abner was like, mm, do I want you dating my daughter? Because also she's 15. Oh, okay. I mean, 15 was old for back then. I mean, probably. (laughs) So here's the thing, though. So you're like, oh, makes sense. Vengeful wife ghost, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Here's here's the trick. Nellie's ghost was like, no, 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 no. They're getting married. It's fine. It's totally fine. Yep. Totally fine. So, because Abner actually began to change his mind because Nellie kept talking about, it. she's like, they're definitely getting married. So just like, stop stressing. They're going to get married and I'm fine with it. I'm just, I'm fine with it. So when Abner is like, but how do you know they're going to get married? Nellie says, uh, I know all this and all that was and all that would come to be. And Abner was like, okay, here you go. I've got you. Why don't you go check on my father? Why don't you let me know what's up with my father if you know everything? And she goes, mm, well, your father's in heaven praising God with the angels. And Abner's like, ha, 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 you idiot. My dad's alive. Three days later, he gets a letter. His dad had died four oh days ago. Oh, 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 my God. Oh, my God. I just got crazy goosebumps. <gasps> oh, a psychic ghost. Mm-hmm. I love it. So Nellie is like, now I'm not just in the basement. She travels and and she shows up other places, including she confronts a doubtful neighbor. There's a neighbor who's like, Mm-mm, no such thing. And this neighbor's like in this crowd of 48 people. And it's like, this isn't real. And Nellie's like, surprise, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> I'm real. Uh, <laughs> so, um, so anyway, they, uh, okay, so then uh, uh, Lydia, the Abner's daughter, and George Butler do, in fact, get married. Wow. Okay? They do get married. And um, 10 days after the marriage, uh, George and Lydia are walking home one evening. And uh, Nellie appears and says, hey, Lydia, guess what? You're pregnant. But you're going to (gasps) die. And she does. In May of 1802, Lydia died during childbirth. Holy shit. Mm -hmm. Did the baby make Uh, it? Nope. (gasps) So now it's it's two for two. So, um. Nellie uh, apparently uh, made some requests while she was she was in life. She asked that her child be re-entombed. Because remember, the baby died in childbirth. Uh, mm-hmm. Nellie asked that her baby's remains be uh, interned in a different area. Like, she didn't mm. like where the baby was buried. And they did it. And a hundred people came to, like, the re-internment. And apparently, Nellie came, too, and hung out and sang a bunch of hymns. <laughs> She's... I just, very active. Was into it. Dang. Okay. So here's some obvious questions that we all have. This yeah. is recorded. Hundreds of witnesses. Physical form showing up in a cellar predicting the future. Showing up in uh, at grave sites and in fields and blah, blah, like blah. Speaking so like speaking full, full sentences. Yeah. Like very conversational. And yeah. Singing. Like all this. So what the fuck was going on? Right? Yeah. So one theory is that it was Lydia herself. Like her dad was like, you can't marry that guy. He killed his wife. You're going to get killed. And, you know, then this ghost starts showing up in their basement and is like, no, 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 
they should get married. It's totally fine. Everything's fine. Uh So, you know, perhaps Lydia was down there doing some, you know, light work and yeah, yeah, uh, doing some work with, you know. So I I feel like to me, that makes like total sense. Like, of course, it's like a teenage girl that's like, but I want to marry him. And so. I'm going to pretend I'm a ghost and give give me give them your our blessings. Okay, daddy? Absolutely. Makes total sense. Definitely. Uh-oh. Except Nellie showed up a bunch after Lydia died. <gasps> <laughs> okay, okay, okay. So <laughs> I'm scared. The the reinterment of the child happened after she died, uh, and and there were a couple of other uh, sightings. Oh, after Lydia had died. Shit. So, so okay, um, okay. So the answer is nobody knows. Uh, nobody wow. knows. Nobody knows. Uh, a real ghost, fake ghost. Uh, wow. Invented mass hysteria. I don't know. People drinking mercury and seeing shit. I don't know. It was Holy early shit. 1800. And that, my friend, is <laughs> America's Damn. first documented ghost, Nellie Butler. Nellie, Nellie, Nellie. That is so <laughs> fucking awesome. We have to close this out with like a Nellie song. <laughs> From the. Oh, that's Cisco. That's Cisco. <laughs> Who's Nellie? I don't remember. Nellie, like. I'm going down, down, baby. Your baby, street in a Range Rover street. Super boom, boom, yeah, baby. Yeah. I'm ready to let it go. Shimmy, 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 shimmy Losing to me now. Light, Light it up and take a puff. puff. Pass it to me Pass now. Pass it to me now. <laughs> we will never learn our lesson. It became 1998. We will <laughs> never remember to not sing simultaneously on Zoom calls because it never. just doesn't sync. For like half of that, it felt synced for me. So I'll see what I can do in editing. <laughs> yeah, you guys, if we don't sound like good rappers, it's because of Zoom. Not us. Okay. Not us. Not it's us. not us. Mm-hmm. We're amazing. That yeah. was so good. That was the most, that was like so captivating and fascinating. I loved, I'm so thrilled. I like, it was better than I remembered. So, oh, and so great. <laughs> I, I'd like to thank Cider for that. Cider. The cider did it. I mm-hmm. I never really thought about like what was the first documented ghost. And right? like I've, I've always been curious to dive into like the first documented like ghost hunters. Like, mm-hmm. you know, although I don't know, maybe it was the Fox sisters because they kind of were, they'd be like, hey, we got a ghost. Will you come here? But they were more like celebrity, mm-hmm. like. They were like mediums. Mediums. Yeah. yeah. I'm thinking like, when did people start like gearing up? Going into a lockdown in a house mm-hmm. and like haunting some ghosts. Yeah. Wow. That is so. Maine, you're haunted. Hi, Maine. Hi. <laughs> I forgot how old Maine is. I mean, yeah. the fact that there's fucking houses that are like almost 300 years old just still standing around. Yeah. Just yeah. hanging out. They just don't build them like they used to. <laughs> that was really good. That was fascinating. Thanks. Thank you. Thanks. I'm a little nervous about pulling pictures for this for the Instagram post, but oh, I, I know, guess right? I'll find them. Very scary. <laughs> um, you know, you inspired me from your the last episode we did your Banshees and Binge about uh, Christmas yes. stuff. So, you know what I watched? <gasps> there was only two episodes. I don't know if they're going to do more or if there's just two episodes. But yeah, you know what I'm I about think I know to what you're going to say. The Christmas movies that made us. Yes. Yes. Oh, I can't it believe it was so good. There's only two. I know. So did you watch the movies that made us um, series? So I feel like I watched like one or two of them because it was almost like it was aimed at someone just a little older than me mm-hmm. you know like because like was like one of them was ghostbusters which okay i'm on this podcast but like i'll just fucking say it i don't really care about ghostbusters that much i just don't yeah okay, it just wasn't my thing it's fine i don't i don't it's fine you guys people like it yeah um but then like it was ghostbusters and then die hard right because i watched the die hard one i did not watch the die hard one i that's, watched home alone Oh, and Home Alone. Oh, my God. They basically were already doing Christmas movies. That made oh, my God. Die Hard and Home Alone I was are absolutely Christmas just movies. just going to say that. They realized how good that 
series yeah. was and we're like oh shit we already yeah, yeah. but yeah I've so, so did, on this one I've only watched the I just watched the one about making elf I did not watch okay nightmare before Christmas yet but I think I'm gonna watch it tonight so thrilling because first of all again elf I'm like okay it's fine I, I just I know some people are fucking obsessed with it and bless you like great I am just like I've seen it like twice and I'm fine it was very enjoyable watching this yeah. and then the Nightmare Before Christmas one because that's my jam right there and they just fucking fight a lot in it and I love it <laughs> like it's like he said she said a thousand times and I wow. love it I am here for it so I, I just love which I think that's why I like the series is like from a you know kind of Hollywood standpoint I love hearing that how did this get made Me too. because Me so too. many so many of the movies that are you know really important to us are not necessarily they weren't supposed to be hits yeah and so somebody had to beg borrow steal you know to get them made and yep. possibly had to make sacrifices to what they wanted to do and I love that kind of a story me um, too I love that I love hearing about like the initial cast that they were trying to get and because you Mm -hmm. you always think like how could they want anyone besides these people like with with Will Ferrell I do I do love Elf I've seen a million times and uh, when with Will Ferrell when they're like yeah we they didn't want Will Ferrell because he wasn't a star I'm like he wasn't a star he wasn't a star when was there a world where Will Ferrell wasn't a star are but yeah and that's so nuts to think like they were like no one knew that he could carry a movie like what? I guess I also I also don't realize again I never think that the year 2000 was 20 fucking years ago oh my god like, I never I think that I know so so I feel like Elf is like new but it's really not <laughs> I, like, I said the same thing at the bar when we were watching I was like oh yeah it's not that old I'm like it's 17 years old. It came yeah. out in 2003. I realized, I was like, Ithamar, when they were shooting this, I was still living in New York City. Yeah. Like, I was <laughs> I was in high school. I forgot. Like, it oh came out when I was in high school. <laughs> That's nuts. Yeah. Like, I was still living in New York. I had just, I had graduated college in 2002, mm-hmm. was still living in the city, uh, like, super sick at the time, and they hadn't moved back home for treatment yet. And then mm-hmm. I'm like, I might have walked by them shooting. You know, yeah. there's always productions going on. Like, yeah. it's so weird to think that. Like, it's that old. It's that mm-hmm. old. I hate that. I like it. <laughs> well, I can't wait to watch the Nightmare, Nightmare Before Christmas one. It was I'm really very good. excited. I'm very, very excited. Well, that just might be my Banshees and Binge as well. I really enjoyed uh, the making of Elf yeah. uh, on Netflix, of on the movies that made us. And, uh, oh, and you'll love this, Tammy. And gosh, I'm going to miss you. So I'm, you're like, I'm taking you with me in spirit. But there is a screening of a Muppet family, of Muppet Christmas Carol as at a drive-in movie theater out here. And we're going to go I'm- see it actively tearing up like I'm not pretending my eyes are full of tears right now like when we booked the tickets I like immediately thought of like a year ago when we were like doing our debate of like does Miss Piggy say it does does, doesn't it it? (laughs) like and you were right and I was and I'm never right and it was so fun and we were drinking And life was so different. It was. Oh my so god! Different. We popped that champagne, and I thought I was gonna get it all over your nice carpet. Oh. Yes. Good times. Oh good my times. gosh! Tuesday was still alive, and he was rubbing himself mm-hmm. all over your socks and your shoes, mm-hmm. like he is wont to do when you're here. Yep. And oh god, it feels like a lifetime ago. But yeah, we are going to see a Muppet Christmas Carol at the drive-in, and I did not know this. Ithamar's never seen it. Yeah. I. I don't know how to. I, I'm I, so jealous of Ithamar right now. I know. I wish I could see it for the first time. Right, again. right. You know, I, I told so him funny. I'm gonna sing the whole time. I'm just gonna yeah. sing nonstop. I, I, you know, I really associate Muppet Christmas Carol and Nightmare Before Christmas are very closely linked in my head, um, specifically because I came to both of them through my grandma Margie who would 
she would buy like VHSs at like Goodwill or like get them at like the bin at Walmart or whatever. Yeah. So those movies that were not necessarily theatrical hits, we just got because she would just buy stuff if she thought it was interesting and then we'd watch it. So like Nightmare Before Christmas, which you'll hear all about it, but like was not a theatrical smash. Um, oh. But I saw it first at Margie's house on VHS and it became instantly like a family classic. Mm. Uh, same thing with Muppet Christmas Carol. And then uh, like My Neighbor Totoro. That was a big one. It was a Studio Ghibli movie. And it's, uh, they have like an earlier dub because Disney bought them later. And then they like, mm. but I like the old dub. So um, yeah, those are like oh, movies that I, I always associate oh. because it's like Margie like found it and was like, let's watch this weird ass movie I found. And oh, like, okay, whatever. And then it's like, I can quote everything. You know? <laughs> yes. Well, I will be thinking of you the entire time Aww. and I will report back on our next episode, but I will be missing you it. like extra hard that night. Uh, I send you all my uh, uh, little rat side jokes. <laughs> <laughs> the best. I appreciate it. <laughs> uh, well, if you have a childhood movie that you want to talk about, uh, you should send us an email at up. Go- uh, you should also send us ghost stories. I'm sorry, I yeah, always guys, make a joke, but we'd really like we ghost need stories too. And love your ghost stories, please. Uh, upghostantpersonal at gmail.com you can get to the same place by going to bansheesandbooze.com and clicking the little button that says have you seen a ghost I love clicking buttons that say have you seen a ghost I Mm -hmm. click them all the time Uh but there's only Uh one to find one way to find it and it's on our website Mm -hmm. and then you can also follow us on Instagram at banshee'sandbooze or on Twitter at banshee'sandbooze be sure to check out our posts every time that we drop a new episode we do corresponding photos to it it always scares Mm -hmm. me but it's good stuff (laughs) and uh and please rate review and subscribe to us wherever you get your podcasts and if you think uh you have a friend that might like this you know send it send it their way we've got a lot of word of mouth listeners that we love hearing from i love looking at the um uh, the little the metrics on our, yeah. our uploader and I get to see where people are listening and I love that it goes in little spikes in different areas I can tell that people are telling their friends uh, and I love that that's, that's I love delightful. that too sometimes it's in Thailand mm-hmm. sometimes it's in Sweden or some shit mm-hmm. like Aunt the Netherlands it's fun stuff I love it that, that's the kind that's the kind of surge number that you want that's right <laughs> don't flatten our curve <laughs> Our curves can never be flattened, girl. Oh, Jesus. I mean, I try. Spanx be damned. Same, Uh. same. (laughs) Hey, and uh, hey, Tammy. Oh, fucking. uh, (laughs) If you Mm, see a ghost. Oh, um, you know, uh, uh, ask that squirrel where he got that damn foot. It's my foot. My foot. I buried it in the winter and then I couldn't find it again. And it was a foot. I'm telling you, it was a foot. I don't know why the squirrel sounds like that, but I like it. Yeah, I think I think That's going on my voice reel. That's going on my voice reel. I I found it. I like it a lot. Oh my god. I'm so uh, nervous and trying to procrastinate doing mine because I'm know. like, wait, what did we talk about? Like, what did we right, talk about? I know you're about? like re- read your read your uh, <laughs> research. I'm like Hey Amy. Yes, Tammy. I'm not Tammy, I'm a squirrel. Uh if you see a ghost. Hey, yeah, I'm a squirrel too. Um uh-huh. if I see a ghost, uh uh <laughs> Uh, run down to the basement and pretend that you're the ghost and and that you approve of of your your daughter's marriage to a really old man who's probably going to kill her. (laughs) It's fine. She won't die. She dies. She dies. Spoiler. She did. I would like to know. Did he go on trial again? I need more follow up. Did he just go to the sea? And that was, then, I was like, when you were like, and then he went to the sea and left her behind. I was like, if only, if only my oh, captain had done that. 
Did he bring the body of his unborn child to mm. a, another sea captain who had a house <gasps> for a mistress and say, yo, do me, do me one. Put this baby in the wall, will ya? Oh, my God. There's like a network of captains and they each took a body part. And then oh they just like, this is oh like, the, this is dead baby jokes, like on a higher level. On a higher right level. We'll just say mm-hmm. dead, we'll say body parts. Like you guys yeah. in Maine, almost every house along the coast has a, a body foot. part in the wall. At least a foot. At oh least my God. a foot. Don't ever go there. They're all in Stephen King's house. <laughs> we think. Definitely. <laughs> <laughs> all right guys you've heard enough from us uh, <laughs> stay toasty and safe and warm and uh goodbye not haunted. yeah 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 goodbye 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 goodbye